you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. The reason why this is important is because 80% of what Google Ads does, do you need to move up the funnel? Not necessarily. That is the next easiest step up from where you're at. And that's typically where about 99% of all Google advertising campaigns go to. So we want to make sure that we can use it strategically. And when I say use it, I mean use Google ads or use any marketing channel strategically enough that there is a revenue stream coming in that allows you to go top of funnel. All right, now we're talking about building a brand. This one is going to be a little bit, not necessarily building a brand just in Google, but just kind of building a brand in general. And then also having to do with Google, how do you transition that into Google campaigns? What type of campaigns you should be running audiences, you should be targeting types of audiences, all the good stuff. First thing that we're going to talk about on brand building is essentially the competitive ecosystem. So when building a brand, if you have a company that has a fairly simple, well-established product. So let's say a new brand or something else that is different than, you know, a new WYSIWYG that people never have heard of. When you're talking about building a brand, one thing that's actually really important is talking about the total applicable market that you're going to be looking to break into. If you're starting a business or if you're looking to expand your product category, there's two things that are happening now in the world of paid traffic. That is the difference between a fairly inexpensive success and a very expensive, more long-term success. And that is what they call an established market. We have a lot of times customers will come to us and say, hey, I have this brand new product and no one's ever seen it before. And it's something revolutionary and no one even knows it exists. Well, all that says is it's extremely expensive now to get people to understand what that product is. And the methods of which you need to market that new product are going to be vastly different. Since there is no inbound traffic for this new unheard of product, you have to develop an audience. You have to pay to establish an industry, which we're talking about building a brand. You're looking at top of funnel. You're looking at YouTube. You're looking at discovery, display. You're looking at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and even one of the largest growing audiences inside of TikTok is a 30-year-old user and above. We're talking about building a brand. I think for the context of our conversation is we're going to be talking about our specific clients. Our specific clients have been clients that have already been reviewed by either the sales team, Custom, myself, someone has looked at this and said, yes, this can work on Google specifically and go from there. As we start to build out a campaign strategy, very little times do we have a new customer coming to us that has a product that has never been seen before by the world. Sometimes that does happen. And we've found out that those are extremely expensive propositions. You don't have the people that are going to inbound search and Googling. Google doesn't have an audience for these people. They don't have the previous most frequently performed actions before they purchase the new product that no one's ever seen before. So it's very, very, very expensive. So let's talk about building a brand on a company that has an established industry. One thing that I would say is a small claim to fame for us is called the bottom up funnel. And it's something that Costa and I have been putting together. We've actually had a podcast. It was one of our first podcasts on the perpetual traffic, some digital marketer podcast, but the bottom up funnel is actually something that we actually use as a practice internally quite often. And you've all seen it. And the bottom of funnel means starting at the bottom of the funnel and then working your way up. What that means is you start with the purchasers first. When you start with the purchasers first, you can see what they're buying, what they spend, the competitive ecosystem, what the cost per acquisition is, what the ROAS is, 
how large that audience is, and that will give you a waypoint, I guess, a cardinal direction as to where you need to go up funnel. If you have, let's say, 50 SKUs, and you find out that 20 of those 50 SKUs sell 90% of the time, the other SKUs never really get much inbound traffic. They don't, even by segmented into their own campaign, they don't necessarily even get a good result. It normally means that this is the products that are selling versus these are the products that are not going to sell. And you're not going to be able to take products that are not selling and magically turn them into sales. You have to kind of pivot to the products that are working. Very simple, just kind of marketing sales 101. 20% of the products are selling because they sell. That's a very, very simple, constant rule in everything marketing. So when you take a look at those products that are selling, you have to figure out, is it plentiful at that bottom of the funnel. If it is, sometimes you can actually just stay there almost forever and expand into just a higher volume at that low level, that bottom of the bottom of the funnel, the last point of visit to a sale. The reason why this is important is because that's 80% of what Google ads does. It simply finds the audiences who are having a purchase or an intent to purchase that product and then finds them and capture them. That's pretty much performance max. That's what smart shopping was. It's what standard shopping is. It's what search is. Those are all inbound, direct response, demand-driven campaigns that work really well. Does that build a brand? No. That just tells you that your brand is good enough to capture the conversions on the people already looking for that type of product. And when I say that type of product, I mean that established industry. That established industry is going to be the reason why the first six months will be successful or extremely expensive. So before we talk about building a brand from middle and top of funnel, we have to first identify what is working at the bottom of the funnel, what products are selling, and as much information as we can extract as to why, and then get a good solid number base off of that. If I have these 20 products selling at $10,000 per month, it's making me $30,000 per month. So my ROAS is 300%. My cost for acquisition is $25. The LTV is kicks that ROAS up to 500% after a year. This is good. How big is the market? Well, our click share is 15%. We can actually increase our exact structure campaign by five times before we start to feel CPA really start to creep up into the negatives, I guess I would say from profitability and the ROAS start to dip too hard. That's the first segment. That's about 80% of what Google Ads does in the beginning. Again, not building a brand though. That's simply identifying what works. To build a brand, you have to then go middle and top of funnel. You have to start to that bottom up funnel where you start the bottom and go up. Then you have to start doing brand building in each area, middle of the funnel and top of the funnel. But you do brand building for different reasons. So as you look at the products that are selling, we have to make sure, are they relevant to the brand? Dropshippers do a terrible, terrible job at this. They don't have a brand. They have a company called dealsnowforeveryone.com and they sell cat toys and Chevrolets. Like they just sell anything that sells because they don't have a brand. They don't have a purpose. They have a message. They have a market. They don't have an audience. They have a product that people want. This isn't for those type of sellers. To build a brand, you need to have a purpose, a theme. Something that you can say the name of your company off the top of your head and people already know what you sell, regardless of what your name is. Everyone here knows what Uber is, right? If I told you that Uber is German for godly, would you all say, yeah, of course. No, you'd say, no, that's the car service. So the branding did that. It obviously tells you that Uber is the rideshare car car app. That's what that does. And they do one thing. That's a theme, a purpose, and it's very consistent, very simple. Branding isn't hard. There's no secret sauce to get branding. It's just consistency. When you look at the products that for Google ads specifically that are working, when you're aggressive on the bottom of the funnel marketing, you've sort of tapped that out. That is where you have to move up the funnel. Do you need to move up the funnel? Not necessarily, not always. Sometimes like we had a client that does debt consolidation that I was bidding half of the first page CPC and getting 50% conversion rates. 
I could have spent 200 grand a day on that easy. And I was only counting the conversions that we wanted. The people that were actually had more than $10,000 in debt. There was another 50,000 people a month that we were converting that had under $10,000 in debt. So when I'm talking about maxing out the bottom of the funnel, you don't have to be the company that does debt consolidation the best. You just have to be there. And depending upon what your client's budgets are, you can simply kind of max that out to the point of diminishing returns. Then you have to build a brand. <laughs> your conversion rates, as you start to spend more money, dictate how much more you have to build a brand. Okay, so now let's say we max that out. Now what? Now we have to identify two things. What was the conversion path? Where they have the most activity and most effort to start? If we look at Performance Max, for example, Performance Max does a great job at identifying what channels are working and what channels are not, or what channels are working so well that they don't need other channels. Performance Max does not do a bad job at not getting us conversions. It does a good job of telling us where they're not going to come from. So Performance Max simply tells you that, okay, you have seven channels, if you're including local, but search, shopping, YouTube, GSP, Discover, Display. Here's where the conversions are coming in from. Most often it's search or shopping. Those are pretty much where those sales are going to come from, from an e-commerce perspective. Lead generation, most often it's YouTube and search. Those are just the areas that those work in. Not all the time, but that's usually what happens. So when we look at Performance Max, when we're about to go mid and upper funnel, what Performance Max does is say, okay, everybody that actually had a direct response, they all came in through here. Now, what else? Well, your YouTube campaign actually had 15 view engaged conversions this last week. The CPA of those view engaged conversions are $12. And I only spent about one-tenth of your budget on it. Great. YouTube's the next step that I'm going to be working at. I'm going to be starting to go middle of the funnel to the YouTube audience. Cool. Well, check your insights. Check your insights of who's actually converting. What is the affinities? What are the in markets? Look at your signals. Who are you targeting? Try to find an overlap between the two. But when you're talking about building a brand, you have to start to educate these people now to get them into the position where you were already finding other ones before. You're already at the bottom of the funnel. Once people made it top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and they land at bottom of the funnel, that's where your ad spend kicks in typically. And then you convert those people. But how do they get from middle the top of the funnel to middle of the funnel? And then they, more importantly, how do they get from middle of the funnel to bottom of the funnel? What were the channels and what were the messages and what is your competitors doing as well? So you have to look at, okay, how do I generate my own bottom of the funnel user? Your click share isn't the entire world and who would be interested. It means who's interested now. That's what click share means. It doesn't mean that you can't grow the audience that is applicable to click share by warming up more traffic. It just means out of everyone that's currently done this on their own, here's all the available traffic. So click share is essentially when everyone knows the, the word click share is just all available clicks that you could have gotten on all the networks regardless, but you can influence that by using middle of the funnel, top of the funnel. But if you do it incorrectly, you're going to spend six months and tens of thousands of dollars finding out that you didn't actually generate any more people that are wanting to purchase your products. So it's very important that you analyze that funnel when you're looking at moving up into middle of the funnel, some things to look at are what is our opportunities for the largest amount of reach with the most applicable messaging to an appropriate audience? Is discovery available? Is that something that could be worthwhile? Do you have products that are established enough and of a high enough competition that you can simply move into middle of the funnel and introduce to yourself to those people who are not knowing that they're at the bottom of the funnel? What I mean by that is if you have a person that has children and you're looking for a hair tie for them in the morning because you're doing their hair and you can't find hair ties and hair ties are just all over the place. And I wish I had more hair ties, but you're too busy. Well, that person that saw a discovery ad about a hundred pack of hair ties right on their homepage of Google, when they're trying to get a direction to dinner, be like, perfect, I'll buy those. That is a bottom of the funnel user and a middle of the funnel median with a bottom of the funnel offer. That is the next easiest step up from where you're at. And that's typically where about 99% of all Google advertising campaigns 
go to, just that I've seen, not even us, just pretty much everybody. Well, if I can't find all the people that are inbound looking for my product, can I just go outbound and share my product? It's still bottom of the funnel. It's still a very, very bottom of the funnel ecosystem. You're just attracting an audience on a push rather than a pull. Well, what's that called? Facebook. That's what Facebook does too. Usually a lot of people run product ads or carousels or content that sells them a product. It's all very, very middle of the funnel. There's very little top of the funnel in Google, more so in YouTube, but a lot of the sales, the revenue, the ROAS and the sales actually come from middle of the funnel and then primarily bottom of the funnel. I want to understand the flow of this funnel for everyone here, where these are people that are ready to buy the product that you have for sale because you're simply there. Then middle of the funnel is a mix between people that may not know that they need a product or know they need a product, but aren't actively actively searching. Those are very easy to attract. Now that audience may be so big that we don't have clients or even no clients that would spend more money than they could possibly spend in that area. What I mean is we have some campaigns that are spending $50,000 a day in middle of the funnel, having 4% conversion rate where I'm not even getting a more than 10% of my click share. There's, it's massive, 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 massive. Those two areas that you're going to go into, which is inbound direct response and outbound direct response, all both bottom of the funnel, is where you're going to make enough revenue and enough consistency to go then to top of funnel. What I mean by that is top of funnel ROAS is non-existent. There should not be a ROAS for the top of funnel. Top of funnel should be measured in CPMs and it should be measured in engagement. Click the rates, clicks, time on site, session, pages per session, bounce rate. Am I attracting an audience that's at least willing to give me two minutes of their time? That's sort of the KPI that we would need to attract on top of funnel. And I'm going to get into the different ads and campaign types and all that kind of stuff. I just want to lay out when I reference that's good top of funnel. Don't use that for middle of funnel. You'll have a reference point in your mind of, okay, that's, I already understand the three levels that we're talking about where we're talking about building the brand because building a brand is much more than just running YouTube ads about your product for all day long. That's simple. That will build a brand just very, very, very expensively and very ineffectively. And it's going to work one day. Trust me. This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com, to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. So we want to make sure that we can use it strategically. And when I say use it, I mean use Google Ads or use any marketing channel strategically enough that there is a revenue stream coming in that allows you to go top of funnel. And then what campaign types to use. So we discussed bottom of the funnel, direct response, shopping, search, primarily. Middle of the funnel with products is where the next level up would be, which is people that are wanting to buy but have not been searching. And those campaign types, the ones that we found work the best are YouTube. And I just launched a discovery feed app from their company. First day in learning mode made six sales. They're expensive sales, but essentially the same price as what Facebook's doing. And it's only in the first three days of learning mode. But in the middle of the funnel, when you're looking at sending out a product offer or something that is, that is new to them, using those audiences in other channels besides PMAX are going to be very important. PMAX, you can't exclude audiences. You can exclude brand terms, but that's not going to get us an audience that's cold. It just means that we don't show up in inbound search. We're dynamically marketing everyone else. So it's not cold traffic all the time. But when we're talking about middle of the funnel, when you use things like YouTube, you can exclude audiences. When you use discovery, you can exclude audiences, discovery with the feed, you can exclude those audiences. And you can actually have a offer that to a specific traffic that is not 
going to cross-pollinate with anything else. So you can exclude all of your website visitors, you exclude all your converters, you can upload lists from your by the numbers app of all of your previous you know, engagers, whatever it may be. And you can go after cold traffic audiences with different offers, different introductory offers. That is still middle of the funnel, but it's bottom of the funnel offer to a middle of the funnel traffic. So outbound to a person that's looking to purchase something soon, but has not taken the action to do so. Less competitive, less CPCs, people don't get to the SERP. So it doesn't mean that you're bidding up against the other big five competitors that are spending 10 times more than you. You're starting to generate that audience first. Those type of offers that you would want to have are going to be introductory enough to get a person acclimated with your brand. You can buy a customer for break even to start to build that brand awareness. So what would I mean by that? Well, a buy one, get one free to an audience who is the in-market for a product and you have that product to sell to them. It depends on what you're tracking as a KPI, but offers to those cold traffic audiences sometimes will do better than offers to, or than a standard price offer to a user that needs your services, but doesn't know your brand. When people are inbound, they'll spend more. When, they're out, when we go outbound, it's harder to get those users to convert. We have a company that runs a Facebook ad. It's actually a part of FA's pod. We have a company that launches a Facebook ad that spends four times as much money on Facebook than we are in Google and offers them a free sample and has driven their cost for acquiring new customer in half. Went from like 120 down to 60. Revenue stayed exactly the same. Why? Well, people took a free offer. So yes, you got a new customer, but it didn't cost you anything and you didn't make anything. It's a brand new free person that's been introduced to your brand. Now that free trial offer is a small version of a larger product. It's like a, think of like a travel size version of something. And it, the cost of acquiring to that customer was very, very inexpensive because people were like, of course, I'll take a free trial offer. So on Google though, our cost per conversion is about the same in that channel, but the revenue is much higher because they're full priced inbound offers that are willing to pay $150 for this product. But and I think Regina did a question, but that list they're building might start to become valuable after a few. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, what's interesting is when you're doing that outbound and inbound, your outbound of your products are going to be a different offer. So if we want to start to coach our clients into thinking, okay, we're going to launch a discovery ad or we're going to launch a YouTube ad. What is something that we can give to this person who's never heard of us before, has never been to our website before, is interested in our type of products, but we need to entice them a little more because I might have like one or two shots of these people. It needs to be fantastic enough because they're not hunting for us. We're interrupting their day. And that's exactly right, Regina. What they found is that when we actually started to run those free trials, even within seven days, our revenue started to increase and our CAC stayed the same. Now I'm using the example of Facebook and Google we tried this in Google Performance Max failed. It failed miserably. We actually didn't see any change. And that's because Performance Max, we couldn't segment and target and isolate and offering scale. It was just kind of, hey, whatever we get, we get. So our offers were just kind of being eaten up by the normal traffic that came in. And we actually saw that our revenue went down. So we couldn't exclude any of our existing users of simply saying like, aha, finally a sale. And then they would take the sale. Our ROAS went down because we spent money make the same amount of money because of discounts. And we're looking to kind of attract in our clients since we are a lot of inbound direct response and then we're just kind of breaking into YouTube and discovery for the first time with a lot of our clients. This is the next logical step that we will need to use. Does this build a brand? Yes. There's now new brand awareness. We're now starting to attract people who are going to buy our product because of a sale which is fine but we're starting to impress new cold audiences with our brand awareness but we're using it to maintain a ROAS that allows us to scale. Again, I'm trying to speak in a context where a client's not just like, hey, here's hundred grand a month, hit, give me a one X return. You can literally do that to any channel. Big spending clients are easy. You spend hundred grand, something's going to work, at least one X return. And that's a lot of times their baseline, like yeah, good enough. What I'm trying to do is develop a little bit more of a strategic way of thinking into saying, okay, I can't just spend hundred K on YouTube. Like 
why not return is going to bankrupt our client? So we have to think about ways that we can get a little bit more creative in attracting a newer audience with a segmented audience with a newer offer that is going to build that brand awareness that becomes a higher LTV. Again, we've already established that we have this as a client, so we should have a good CAG. We should have at least a decent LTV. We should have some expansion opportunities, and that's how we can move up the funnel. Different offers to a segmented audience with a still a conversion-based bidding strategy so it learns, but YouTube and discovery with a feed are our biggest low-hanging fruits right now. That is what is working very, very, very well to those cold traffic audiences. So much so that you see your overall MER go up, your media efficiency ratio. The more you push on Discover and the more you push on YouTube, make sure you're looking at overall metrics in the back end of the client's Shopify or analytics, anything that you possibly can. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation, I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com, sol8.com.